I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. <laughs> Can you believe this is our midsummer break episode, I, Nikki? I mean, I can't. It's like I can, and that as always, I'm like, yeah, I could use a break. That's that sounds, <laughs> that sounds nice. But I can't believe it's yeah, I can't believe we're we're halfway through more than halfway through the year already. Where does the time go? I don't know. When you're when you're living mindfully day at a time, you know, it's just it time just, just comes and it goes. Comes and it goes. Yeah. Well, I am thrilled and we all need a little bit more love. And so today we're gonna talk about love. I I I love that we're talking about it. <laughs> I, I, I can already see we're gonna terribly make that joke about 45 more times in, in the room. Probably more you than me. <laughs> That is uh, fair and, and accurate, um, but well, let me. So I'm going to make that joke a lot. Yeah, you, you're going to make that joke a lot, and I'm going to define it. And love Great. is, as a noun, an intense feeling of deep affection. I, is that what is that Oxford's time? Mary yeah, yeah. Oxford. I, I'm not super into that definition. Well, how are we going to talk about it behaviorally? So let's. Why don't you give me a def? Give me. Well, why don't you operationalize be, it? I, well, I think. Okay, well, it's not a behavior, obviously. I mean, we can act in loving ways, but I think as an emotion, it's, it's, I think it's both an emotion and a value. Yeah. I think it can be both. And I think as an emotion, it's like, I think that definition doesn't capture it deeply enough. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that love, when we feel it, it's a really thorough, nourishing, warm, connected feeling. Like it's got mm-hmm. all those aspects to it. Like yeah. we certainly feel affection as well, but I, I feel, um, I don't mean this is a judgment. I feel like that, uh, that definition is like too surface a little bit. It's like a little too shallow. Well, it's what's well, probably shallow uh, about, <laughs> about, well, You're because like, I, think, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. Well, because yeah. I, maybe they're not like with Oxford, they're not thinking about psychological Western behavioral science where we're going to also think about love as like that first connection. What is that? The sensitive mm-hmm. time. Remember that from like developmental psychology? Oh, sensitive I, oh, period. Oh, sure, sure. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, the recesses of my mind. Yeah, I can, I can pull that out a little that's bit. There yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But for our listeners, it's this idea that, like, you know, that's where some of the trauma research or attachment theory comes from. That says, like, those attachment styles from childhood, from birth, and even pre-birth, like prenatally. Mm-hmm. I think it was like to 12 months or 18 months or something, like three I mean, years. What? Who knows? I don't know. Either way, there's like, <laughs> there's like this formative time of the critical period, they call it. And love is a big piece of that, you know, and, and just trying to feel. Yeah. Well, it is. And I think, you know, this is this is where the Western uh, science comes in, is that we could talk a little bit about the evolutionary function of it, because as we've yes. always talked about as humans, you know, hu- humans, we we do, you know, I hate to say we, we do get a little narcissistic as a yeah. species. Right. And we think yeah. we're the only ones that feel that. But anybody with an animal, um, anybody that's observed animals, animals yeah. feel love, too. And it's like, why? Well, what Pete's really talking about is. Um, the bonding that happens. Yeah, and yeah. and obviously when we love, we there's a lot of benefits to that, right? Like we get to feel, like I said, connection is nourishing. It helps us to regulate, um, you know, actually like stress, uh, stress hormones, right? Like we, yep. you know, when we're, when we feel connected to other beings that can keep us safe, right? Mm-hmm. We can work together. There's like a lot of benefits to, to feeling love. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the some of the neurological research finds that like even thinking about a love moment uh, mm-hmm. can create dopamine and it will, mm. right. It will mimic the actual event. And, you know, uh, like breastfeeding is another opportunity of dopamine and that love connection. 
Well, and I think this is important to bring this in. Is we should probably talk about the love chemical, as it's known as it's known, which is um, oxytocin, oxytocin, right? And so, oh my god, that's what I meant. No, oh, I you didn't meant dopamine. dopamine. Oh, I, I, I was, I was literally like, oh, cool, dopamine's released too. Amazing. No, I mean, oxytocin. Well, my bad. I, I, I always forget my neurotransmitters, but oxytocin. How is what dare I you, producers? <laughs> let me come on air and say that. <laughs> Yeah, oxytocin. So, Thank oxytocin, you for that, right. Dr. Rubin. You're welcome. You're welcome. So oxytocin is known as the love chemical, and that chemical is released yes. during breastfeeding, during childbirth, during sex. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite, I think we talked about yes. this in the dogs and well-being. I'll say it again, is that when you pet an animal, yeah. oxytocin is released in the animal in the animal's brain and in and your ours. brain. Yes. <laughs> and what it does is it helps us to bond emotionally. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's really powerful, right? That's a really powerful chemical. And also, again, like I always say, evolution doesn't do things for no reason, right? Yeah. Like it's selected for this because this helps our well-being that we as human beings, we, we do, um, we do need love. We need yeah. connection. We're, we're designed that way. I also think evolutionarily it leads to procreation, which allows Absolutely. for the species to, <laughs> right. to carry on, which is important. Right. Yes, which is important. And, and you know, we talked about this in our um, sex and connection episode, of course, yeah. like, you know, you can feel love um, and not have sex, right? You can have sex and not feel love. Yeah. And there's different kinds, you know, there's all different kinds of love. There's romantic love. There's, I think they the word is companionate love, I think is what they call it. Like friendship like it. love. Yeah. Um, you know, the love that we, you know, love between parent and child or between siblings, right? Yeah. 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 Well, there's uh, enduring love, familiar love, playful mm-hmm. love, obsessive love, affectionate mm-hmm. love, selfless love. Mm-hmm. So there's all different types. Love love towards oneself. Maybe we should throw in there. Self-love. Right. Yeah. Self-love. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's funny as we're talking, I'm like, I, I feel the warm and fuzzies actually. Cause then I, think this, <laughs> cause I, yeah, cause I love you. Yes. I love you too. And I, and I think that, um, Pete and I mean that by the way, we really, we we're, we're, we're very close. Um, yeah. and you know, I think that maybe speaks to the the part about it's not just an emotion, but it's a value. And of course, values are tied to feelings too. But like, I don't know, Pete, what would you say about love as a, as a value potential? I mean, again, not, not everybody has to, has to value it, but it, it certainly can be one. And what I'm, what I'm feeling like we're focusing on is like relationship. And so that's why I liked you brought in self-love. It could be love uh, for a stranger, you know, it could be love for mm. someone I don't, I've never even met. Yeah. And, and those are, I think that, really would contribute to well-being and and that's why the you know mindfulness and what I'll bring in some buddhism stuff yes, in a moment please. but that's why i think that, that that i think that's why those individuals live like healthier happier lives because they're truly practicing that well and and you know you're as per usual uh, reading my mind when you're saying i'm about <laughs> to bring in the, the eastern stuff because you know in my uh learning of Eastern practices, including definitely in my mindfulness practice and, and uh, yoga practice, you know, one thread that I've always really connected with is like, everything is love. And, and, and I want to say that not, it's, it's not meant in a, in a cheesy way. It's like not meant in like, you know, I feel like there's a very common, I don't know if in other Western countries, they say this, but in the United States, at least it's like love conquers all is like a kind of a phrase. And I always say like, that's not true. Love does not conquer all, right. Love does not conquer all love. You know, you know, you can love some somebody or something, and someone can hurt you, or there Absolutely. Can be things that don't work, or whatever. And I think that the spiritual concept of everything is love is yeah. is different. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about sort of that. 
Well, in Buddhism, so it's interesting because again, in that example, we're thinking about romance a bit too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and so Buddhism doesn't really there, there's no, like, it's not a sacrament of marriage. Mm -hmm. Like there's no place for marriage necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, two people could choose to marry mm -hmm. because that's their value, which you were bringing. Right. That's like the yes. Western behavioral science. But in, in general, Buddhism is just looking at if, you know, if two people are like connecting, letting go of their ego, just being in the moment, like that's really the goal. And the philosophy really is about just creating joy in right. the union. Yes. Well, and, and then can I, I think that's maybe where like maybe this concept of like everything is love is like, is like it, wouldn't it also be about like connection to things like, like joy? Well, I feel like it's another aspect of it, but like connection. See, that's no? where I struggle. And I, I've actually mm. talked to my teacher a lot about this mm. because, uh, you know, I, I don't talk, we don't, Nikki, Nikki and I don't talk a ton about ourselves on here. Uh, I am in a, you know, long-term marriage. Mm -hmm. And I don't get it in the context of Buddhism because mm -hmm. there's not attachment. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying that, in the, so the context piece here is love is for this moment. Right. Yes. And joy can be created together or separate. Mm -hmm. So love is really, so, so, so there wouldn't be anything that you would want to attach to. And that's where I struggle because, and I'm sure there's gotta be a listener with me out there mm -hmm. because how do you actually then enter marriage without being attached to that person or to this feeling or to love. It's, it's so funny. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I struggle. <laughs> I, let me clarify, but I, I struggle with plenty of things and I've struggled with plenty of things in terms of, we sure um, have, atta of atta attached to things yeah. for some reason, this has always made just so much sense to me. Yeah. And I think it's because it's this idea of like the radical acceptance that we never, we never know. It's like, we can never attach to what will be. So it's like, even yes. like with commitment, it's like we, but what I, what I like, I don't know, like intuitively connect with, I guess maybe the best way to say is that, but we can commit to this, what's happening in this moment That's and what right. we do. And, and, and that opens up this freedom to experience what's happening in this moment. And, That's right. and love is, love is available you know, in, in yeah. all these different ways and love is available again. Like if we expect this back to the sort of like love is everything. It's like, you can feel love, like looking at the ocean yes. as I often do. Right. Yes. So you can feel Nature, love. Yes. Yeah. You can feel love, you know, reflecting on your childhood self and feeling compassion for I that little that. person, you know? Well, and I'm, I'm reminded, I think I got this from you that I think I've heard you say there's infinite amounts of love. I do say that. Yeah. You do. I was, yeah. I do say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, I, I really, I remember that. So maybe say, say something about that. Yeah. I, I always think about, um, you know, that there, there's an infinite amount of love in the world. And yeah. this is true of any value that, um, so obviously this brings back in why I think love is also a value, not just an emotion that there's no point in time where we're like, I felt enough love, like I've achieved love or yeah. um, I've loved my partner enough, or I've loved my best friend enough, or I've loved I the got ocean to a enough, 10, so now yeah, I, I got on. to a 10. It's just like, it's a bottomless well. And, yeah. and, you know, and I think what I'm always like, you know, it maybe sounds cheesy, but like personally moved by is that when there are certain times where I think like, I can't love somebody more. And then I love them more. I mean, sort of, you know, maybe like a, um, not a silly, this is not a silly example, but an example, maybe I think about a lot are like my, um, my best friends from college. Right. Yeah, so, we, you know, so, yeah, so we were very close and, you know, I've known these people now about 20 years, a little over 20 years. And, 
And I just think like, I have just loved these people, this yeah. group of people, like for so, like, since I met them, I mean, it was one yeah. of those things we always joke, like we just like all fell in love, you know, we love, and I've no, there's never, I just, every year I love them more deeply. It doesn't go the other way. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I think that's, well, so I'll, I'll, I'll read a quote uh, because I think it's, uh, it's also important from a behavioral. So I want to link this to behavioral yeah, science sure, because please, the other yeah. thing is I imagine people are there. Love is not always easy. And that's it's, important for correct. everyone to know. That's right. That's Because right. even parents, like sometimes, like I was talking to my mom and I was just like, oh, is she done yet? Like I just, you know, like Friday well, because, myself. Because his love doesn't conquer all. That's what we say. Like love, love, it's, love is, ava- it's always available. It doesn't, but it's not like paper covers rock. It doesn't, you know, it, it's not. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Yeah. It's like, you also might be like really angry at the same time. Like that's, you know. <laughs> yeah, you have to throw in yeah. a dialectic. It wouldn't yeah, be an course. episode if we didn't. Of course. So yeah. when you like a flower, you just pluck it. But when you love a flower, you water it daily. And Love you know, that. Yeah. I want us to think about that from like, from that perspective, because that's really how you create joy. Cause that's what I'll say to, I, I find my, I've said this to clients where it's like, Hey, it's a lot easier to stay stagnant and unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more work to create joy and peace. And love, which and they love. go together oh, and sorry, connect yeah. and well, and connect. That's <laughs> <Hence> the title. <laughs> the title. Yeah. Well, but, well, but it's also, and can I, these, they're all interrelated like emotions yeah. and experiences. That's right. It's like, to, and, you know, I know I've said this many times in this podcast that, you know, it's like this quote unquote secret of the universe, but it's not because, you know, the Eastern traditions have talked about this for thousands of years. It's like, there is infinite amounts of that available to us. Yeah. We can only access it if we are first willing to radically accept and experience what we don't want. That's right. right. So the more you're saying, I just want to feel love. I just oh. want to feel joy. I just want to feel connection. It's like, it's out of reach. Like you can't get it because life is filled with pain and struggle at the same time. And you have to feel that pain and struggle in order to actually create joy. Yes. And, and and connect with love and to feel peace and grounded. Right. And so that's where it's like, you know, it's, there's, it's always there. It's like everything. It's an infinite amount. It's an, yeah, there's an infinite amount. Um, It just takes effort and work to access it and, and cultivate it. Which is why we always praise and, and preach self care. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And that could maybe bring us as we're coming to the end is about this midsummer break. Cause that's really yeah, our, right. commi- <laughs> that's our commitment to love. <laughs> yes. And like, yeah, that is our commitment to love and love for ourselves. And, and, you know, and that, and it's maybe important to say too, that, you know, that, that is maybe one of the hardest yeah. practices for people is that there are lots of people, I'm sure you hear, hear this clinically all the time where they say like, I, I can, I can love other people people or animals, but yeah. I can't love myself. And, and I think, you know, that, yeah. that is, is just such a hard practice, but we, mm. we are deserving and in need of the same like behavior and, and emotional connection to ourselves as we provide yeah. to other people, you know, and there's, it's, it's probably worth mentioning, like there's, you know, loving kindness meditations known as meta, yeah. um, you know, in, um, in a Buddhist practice that help cultivate, um, self-compassion, compassion, love for oneself yeah. and others. And, you know, I, I, I love those meditations. Yeah, I knew it was going to come, it was going to come again. Um, <laughs> but I, I encourage listeners to, to check some of those out, um, if they're struggling with that personally. Yeah. And, and so this is also our own midsummer break for also love of one another because, yes. you know, you know, as, as co-hosts, we just need to be ensure that we're both healthy, you know, take a little time so that we can, you know, uh, recharge our batteries and, you know, we are going to miss everybody, but we are thrilled to come back, you know, for part two, season two. Uh, so stay tuned and tune in and I'll leave you with this. True love is born from understanding. 
This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.